Ash. Taryn Renee. Hello. Hi. <laughs> um, I have a fact for you that's very interesting. Ooh, hit me and with disgusting. It. Did you know that your feet typically produce a pint of sweat every single day? Oh my god. Ew. Ew. Where does it go? Yuck. Where does it go? Your socks. And then it just dries and soaks and dries yep. and so all day. Ew. Oh, I hate this. I hate this a lot. Where does it go? Oh my god, no. I what? Why Where do we does have it to go? Start? Why do we have to start episodes out with this? I'm unwell. Because I'm unwell. It's a brain teaser and a crowd pleaser. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Unsolicited Advice. I'm Ashley. That's Taryn. We are here to advise you on all of your life issues. Um, how have you been, Taryn? Guys. I'm great. Taryn, <laughs> if you remember from last week's episode, uh, Taryn has moved out. We yes. have lived together for over three years. Yes. And she officially moved out. This is her first Monday where like, we didn't like wake up and drive here together yep. like she came over from her house to yes. my house and then we drove over so yes we still drove together <laughs> she, i mean i feel, I like, feel I'm like that's always the plan yeah yeah, that's just the case it's gonna but be the plan it's different so like on our way here today we were like catching each other up on how our week's been and yes. i was like this is weird but also familiar because that's how we did it when we first started this podcast yeah i feel like it's funny, like, I was I was sad. Like, I definitely cried. Actually, my, my mom was there, and she took the, the most photo. precious photo of us, like, crying and hugging. Um, I'll, we'll totally put it up on the Insta. But um, I, I was sad because it's changed, and, like, mm. for the things, like, I'm not going to be able to, like, just walk across the hall and you're there. And just all the good memories. Yeah, the good memories, everything. But... I think, like, this is, like, just a good chapter in all of our lives. Like, we're all shifting, so it feels, like, exciting. Yeah. And then also, like, it's bringing back memories of, like, us when we, like, first became friends. And we'd yeah. just be like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. what do you want to hey. do? You want to hang out? Want to go to dinner? Like, <laughs> What are you doing right now? Want to come spend the night? Yeah. Like, and so that's kind of been, like, nostalgic and exciting, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I love I love my place. It's been so fun living with my brother. It's so cute. Um, so yeah, I'm like thriving. I'm doing I love really this. well. Yeah. I love this so much. This is it's been fun, and I think I don't know. Change can be scary, but at the same time, just so fun, so yeah. fun and exciting. I think and it's too, good like, change. If you handle it right, like yeah. it, it was like. I feel like we all, it was handled in a really good way. There's a lot of like yes. open communication and just like support. And yeah, yeah it's just, it's been great. Wow. But I was like so excited to see you today. <laughs> like, I was guys, like, Terrence tell me coming. everything. What are Terrence you doing? coming. I was like, I saw your story about this. What was that about? What were you doing? <laughs> what like, was tell happening? me everything. I, yeah. I need to know. <laughs> it was great. It was great. How about you, Ash? Um, How are you doing? You know, doing good. Doing good. Um, I have since, you know, since Taryn left, I took her closet. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I the day you left, I was like, okay, all my coats, like all the coats I own yeah. went from cuz I to paint a picture, I couldn't walk in my closet. 
Which, at all. Like, you, it was bad. You guys should know this by now. Ash is a very, like, her room is always clean and organized. And even, like, when I walked in, I was like, Ash, your closet. And she was like, I'm not well. I'm, I'm not was, well. It was bad because what happened is I had bought a couple coats for this winter for, mm-hmm. like, snowboarding, snowboarding and yeah. winter and whatever. And then, like, I just get gifted clothes. And I yeah. love it. It's great. Um, but I don't. I just don't have the room for it. Yeah. So it, what's what's happened is I've gotten into a good pattern of just like deep cleaning my closet, donating it every few months. Yeah. Um, but, but we were at a spot where it was like a really rough spot. Too much, yeah. So I, I went through, got rid of a bunch of clothes, and then all my coats went into Taryn's closet. So I now have a coat closet in Taryn's room. Yeah, you do. Uh, and it's been it's been good. I still that room is completely empty. We need to yeah. like make the bed and get a dresser and like little yeah. things like that mm-hmm. but very excited it's gonna be very fun um and yeah just fun changes yeah fun i love changes. that you still called it taryn's room i hope it's always taryn's room what do we call it you know <laughs> the room of the room. she who must not be named <laughs> um well you know i wanted to switch it up on you ash and i'd love to take the tearing it up section oh my god i love i love this because this is good i was productive and read emails before 20 minutes before the episode so um i'm prepared so much growth so much growth (laughs) you know this this moving out has really (laughs) changed a lot also if you don't know what a tearing it up is tearing it up is a specific segment where you guys send in funny hilarious stories um so if you are sitting on a funny story that's happened to you recently an awkward one an embarrassing one maybe it didn't happen to you it happened to a friend and you witnessed Mm -hmm. it please take this moment to sit down type it up in an email and send it to us because we love tearing it up so we live for the laughter and uh yes very excited for it so do that about it um okay so this one is titled i could probably go to jail which Ooh. i was like <laughs> i'm interested color me intrigued hello ashley and taryn i love y'all so much i never realized how much i needed to work on myself until i started listening to you guys same it All wasn't we're trying until... to do is expose your weaknesses <laughs> it wasn't until i started the podcast that i was like i got some work to do on myself <laughs> me too. Me advising Me people and being like, mm, going home, like, wait, mental note for <laughs> I don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, my name is Lauren, and this is the most stressful slash embarrassing moment of my life. So I'm at work, and it's super slow. We had a total of ten people come in, and it was like four o'clock at this point. For context, I work at a car wash, and it was raining that day. We usually have four people closed together, and that day we only had two: me and my coworker Joey. We were getting bored and I was getting thirsty. Joey asked me to get a speaker out of his truck. He said it was already unlocked and both the items were in the center console. The employees need to park so far away, so I told him I'd go get it if he bought me something from the vending machine. He agreed, and so I went. Lord help me. I walk up to his truck. I open it up. I grab the wallet and the speaker, and I walk back to the building and put Joey's stuff on the counter in the break room. He asked me if I wanted to DJ, so I paired my phone to his speaker. I could not pair the speaker for the life of me, and eventually I asked for his help. He told me the speaker's name was Joey's Music, but the name wasn't popping up. I eventually got tired of waiting and gave up. I told Joey to play whatever music he wanted through his phone. I asked if I could take a dollar to go get a soda, and he asked me to hand him his wallet and speaker. Once I handed it to him, he froze and started (gasps) laughing. Lauren, I said, my speaker and my wallet. 
Confused, I just stared at him. He realized I was being serious and just stared at me. After a second, his face just drops and he asks, Lauren, what truck did you get this stuff (gasps) out of? I told him it was the gray truck parked next to my car. He says, Lauren, my truck is white. No. (laughs) I legit almost peed myself. I told myself not to panic. Robbery. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I told him that I'd be back and I'm going to return the stuff. I ran as fast as I could back to the parking spot spots i turned the corner to face two vehicles my car and joey's white truck the gray truck had left (gasps) no (laughs) i just stopped and stared at the empty third spot for like five minutes i slowly walked back to joey and he saw the stuff in my hands and says no shot and starts dying laughing (laughs) i started to cry and freak out and that made him laugh even more I yelled at him to stop laughing at me for I had just broken into a truck and stolen a wallet and speaker and I didn't know how to return it. After a minute, we eventually looked at the man's ID and realized he came through the car wash earlier that day. We eventually found the man and through tears, I I apologized profusely. Luckily, he was extremely nice and told me that this would be a good story for him to tell his family at dinner. And also a reminder to lock your doors. Yes. Come on, people. Also... Who keeps their wallet in this center yeah, console? Yeah. That gives me so much with anxiety. With their car unlocked? Absolutely yeah. not. I'm talking to you too, Joey. She ends with, Joey was nice enough to take me to lunch later that week instead of just buying a soda. What a gent. <laughs> the end. Dude, Wow. I, I mean, I've heard, I've like almost gotten into a car, but I've never like to go in and take stuff. And like, yeah. what are the odds there was a speaker and a wallet in the same? Yeah, that's like, really, that's, that's really bizarre. I have a Lexus NX, which is like a black crossover style mm-hmm. car. I went once to a Lexus NX black crossover and completely opened the trunk. And I don't know if it was because my key worked with it or it was unlocked or whatever, but I had a bunch of groceries in my hand and I opened the trunk and I'm looking at it and I'm staring at a stroller. (laughs) And I had a whole like moment where I was like, I don't have a child. Yeah, I was, but it was, everything else felt right. Like the the trunk looks right. It was, it was a, I keep, my trunk's usually pretty like decently clean. So it wasn't like cluttered, but there was this like stroller that was so clearly not mine. And I sat there for like a good probably like four or five Mississippi seconds before it hit me. I closed it and like looked around all panicky and ran away. (laughs) But um, yeah, sometimes that stuff happens. But that's that's what blows my mind is when people don't have their cars locked because yeah. I have I have such a strong habit of locking my car Me to too. the point that I have locked myself out of my car yes. so many times Taryn yes. knows because 90% I've of the time that. she had to come get me while yes. I waited for the guy yes. to come and break into my car um, but I have this automatic habit out of fear of people breaking in because I've gotten my car broken into before yeah. so I think maybe that's where it stems from but no it's not people if you take anything away from the story today cars. lock your cars Check the color of the car you're going to mm-hmm. first. Also, I've heard of so many people getting their cars broken into recently. Oof. It's like we're in a crime wave. Yeah. Oof. People. Oof. Lock your cars. Yeah. All that to say. Um, but thank you for writing that in. Send more tearing it ups, more scenarios like this where you're like, what just happened? Like, we need it. We need it for our sanity. We need a good laugh. Yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Book of the Month. If you guys have not heard of Book of the Month, where have you been hiding? Me and Ash 
are both on the journey of trying to be readers. She's definitely there. I'm on my baby steps way there. So obviously we were so pumped to partner with Book of the Month because their mission is to help readers discover new books they love and to promote the work of emerging authors. And guys, they literally make it so easy to decide which book to read next. Each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles. They pick the five to seven of the best new books for you to choose from. All the books are good, so you cannot go wrong. And they offer great prices on new release hardcover fiction, much cheaper than other options. Shipping is always free and it's super fun. Books are delivered in a bright blue box. A fun app to pick your book and track reading process is available and they have reading challenges with rewards. My December read was so epic. It was called Butcher and Blackbird. And let me just read the little sentence they give you that totally sold me. Serial killers need love too. Don't take our word for it. Read this biting, steamy, and edgy murderers to lovers tale. Like, come on. Like, it totally sold me. If you guys would like to check out Book of the Month, just head on over to bookofthemonth.com to pick a book and join Book of the Month. For a limited time, you can join and get the first book for just $5. Just use code unsolicited. Again, that's bookofthemonth.com, code unsolicited. Happy reading. Hello, everyone. It's Taryn and Ashley from Unsolicited Advice. And if you want to listen to our show without ads, you can now. Just go to unsolicitedadvice.supercast.com or click the link in the episode description and you can get a one-week preview of the ad-free version for free. You'll get ad-free listening to the show. You can listen on almost any podcasting app and you'll be supporting our show too. That's unsolicitedadvice.supercast.com. Okay, well, I'm super excited because that means I get to do my story you never first get to today. Go first. I love to do my story first. Yeah. It's my favorite. Yeah. Um, this one is titled Moving In Without a Ring. Moving in without, oh, got it. Without a, if you like it, then you should put a ring on it. But, uh-uh. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Taryn was about to break into the dance. I was. Uh, Okay, diving right in. Hi, Taryn and Ashley. My name is Allie, and you can say it. I just wanted to start off by saying I love you guys so much, and I'm so thankful for your podcast. The advice you've given on all the past episodes has been so helpful to me, and I'm sure many others. I hope you guys keep it going forever because we all need help. Damn straight. Don't I know it, girl. (laughs) Anyway, here's my problem, dot, dot, dot. I love a good dot, dot, dot. I use dot, dot, dots frequently in my text. Yeah, what are commas? I don't know. (laughs) Comas? Comas? Comes? Uh, She continues, my boyfriend and I have been dating for six years, starting my senior year of high school. We've been together for a long time, but we're still so young, and he's a year younger than me, too. I've always known he was the one, and we've talked about our future together and getting married, basically our entire relationship. He's set to graduate college in December of 2022, and he's always told me he would propose as soon as he graduates. So I kind of planned for that timeline. Makes sense. I mean... That's very specific. Yeah. I would plan for that too. Like, it's not even like, hey, oh, I like, might, I let's might both do this. graduate and then we can talk about it. And then we'll it. see. We'll it's reevaluate. Like, I December, what? <laughs> I graduate in December. 
Look for a ring. <laughs> yeah, that's Three basically to five business what he said. days. <laughs> Three to five business days. <laughs> that makes sense. I would totally plan for it too. She writes, I recently moved into an apartment with my best friend and our lease expires in January of 2023. I thought that would be perfect because he and I would have time to find a place for the two of us after he proposes. I've always told him I need to have a ring before we move in together, and he has been very understanding and supportive of that decision. Just a couple of days ago, he told me that his lease is going to expire in May, which is just a few months from now, and that he wants to start looking for places for us. I always thought I would be ecstatic when it came time to move in with him, and while I'm still excited... The stress of all the opposing factors is ruining it. I still have nearly a year left on my lease. It's going to cost me nearly $2,000 to get out of it early. I'd be abandoning my best friend. I'd obviously have to help her find someone to take over my half of the rent. And on top of that, all caps, we're not engaged. Mm. Honestly, the money is a fair amount, but it's not a huge deal to me. In the grand scheme of things, I would just feel so guilty leaving my friend and breaking a promise that I made to myself just to help him out with a place to live. I love him so much and can't wait for our future together, but I feel rushed about this and a little bit like he's ignoring my principles. I know I have to have a conversation with him about this and I have to have it soon. I'm just not sure how to bring up something that's so important to me as well as incredibly stressful without making it a sore subject. I know he's going to say, what's the big deal? You know I'm going to propose. And of course I believe him, but it's not even about that. It's about the fact that I told him and gave him my standard that I have, and he wants me to lower it and make it easier for him. How do I go about keeping this promise to myself while also keeping him happy? Are there any compromises you guys can suggest? I really appreciate you guys taking the time to read this. Any advice you would have would be seriously so appreciated. I wish you guys all the luck and happiness in the world because you two deserve it. Thank you so much, Allie. Well, wow. first of all, thank you for uh, all the love. I yeah. feel I feel warm and fuzzy inside. Yes. <laughs> Can I just Here's, say something? What? <laughs> what? This whole episode, I just keep thinking if my feet are sweating. Oh my God. Bring it back, back, back to the topic, Karen. I'm just very aware of it. I just needed to say it. Okay, but I paid attention. Yes, say something because I have lots to say too. Okay. Um. Here's here's where my nine self is going to come in. Okay. I fully understand both sides. I get him going. Oh, if I'm gonna propose in December, which is roughly like five six months away from May half a year like why how can I find a place for six months before yeah wanting to find a place with her so I understand I'm saying this because I think it's easy to see where he's coming from saying I'm going to propose we agreed on this but like six months like what's the difference I understand what he's saying but I think because of him thinking super logically he is forgetting about the fact that He's asking you to break a promise that you made to yourself, a standard that you have for yourself. Um, I think he's taking this way logical and you're taking this as, ooh, that's kind of hurtful. Does that make sense? Yes. So I think, because he sounds like a great guy, he sounds sounds like you guys have a great relationship. I think you just need to show him the emotional aspect of this. Because I bet he's just thinking, well, let's save money and we're going to get married anyways. And how am I going to find a place for a six-month lease 
when I'm going to want to find another place with her afterwards anyways. Um, I think you just need to be, I think you just need to remind him of the goal that you set and the standard that you set and help him realize that he's asking you to break that. Cause I bet it hasn't even crossed his mind. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. I get what you're saying of like where that could be the way he's thinking. And mm-hmm. I think that's why, I think that's why communication is so important because, um, you know, and we, we talked about it like, I don't even remember one episode where you said the story of like the girl who started communicating to her husband, like the story I'm telling myself, right? Yes, yes. Because a lot Renee of times, Brown. Renee Brown, a lot of times, I love Renee Brown, me and you even are coming from such different aspects. And it's not until you tell me how you're thinking and I tell you how I'm thinking. And mm-hmm. then we both sit and are like, oh, yeah. like this makes sense of why we're at this like hiccup. Yeah. And so, I do think that is a very surface level, like, okay, like, looking at it in a triage way, right? Because I think we all should look at conversations and conflicts this way. Mm-hmm. You you step back and you're like, okay, what, like, how do I address first this, right? Like, I don't want to just jump in and cut your you open for open heart surgery. Like, yeah. what if, like... You just need an aspirin. Like, yeah. what if there's a tiny infection we yeah. just need to deal with? So I feel like if I look at this in, like, a triage sense, I would first go there. Like, yeah. okay, let's, like, sit and really, like, try to break down, like, where you're coming from. Yeah. And I said this because I feel like I tend to be more on, like, the very literal, very literal yes. sense. And 90% of the time, if me and Taryn have a conflict for whatever reason, I didn't even think about it. And how it might hurt her or how it might have affected her emotionally because I'm not thinking about it emotionally. So I think it's important to address that first before having this deep conversation. Yeah. Because what if that's all it was? Fully. And my job as a person who is in relationship with you is to learn how to hear what you say in your literal sense Mm -hmm. and not take offense to it, but try to understand and then communicate like where I'm coming from, right? Yeah, and that saves you from dreading a huge conversation that might not even be necessary because you could be like, hey, I don't know if you remember, but I told you I didn't want to move in until we were engaged, like actually engaged, not talking about it, like engaged. Yeah. And he could be like, oh shit, you're right, I'm sorry. Exactly. And what if that's the case? I think like every time I go into a conversation where I'm like, oof, like this is a big deal to me. I always, I always start off light mm-hmm. and then I kind of, but I have my statements prepared of yeah. where I'm going to be like, hey, if I meet yeah. that resistance, yeah. I, then, okay, yeah. gloves are off. Like now we're going to talk about it. She has her outline, part A, right? part And B, that's when I start, part C. I understand. Yeah. And then that's when I start coming I in. I hear you. I hear you. And I understand where you're coming from. But. This is why you're wrong. No. <laughs> but However. I, I do think... There's a few things that stood out to me. One is, I think I think there's a lot of things that could be seen as red flags that we ignore in the beginning mm-hmm. of relationships because we rationalize it, right? Mm-hmm. If he does know where your heart is, he's hearing your standards, and he's just brushing it off because there's something more convenient for him, that is a red flag to me, and that's mm-hmm. something to pay attention to because in a healthy relationship, you both are very – there has to be a mutual respect of here's what you're communicating or your needs and your things I need to respect, vice versa. Yeah. I think – that if that is the case, a, a big conversation needs to happen of saying, hey, 
I've I've let you know where I stand. And that's not a small thing. Like, Mm-mm. there's people who are waiting to have sex till they get married. There's mm-hmm. people who are waiting to be engaged before they get married. Mm-hmm. And there's people who do a multiple, like, array of other things. Waiting to be engaged before they get married. what I say? Oh, before they move in. <laughs> yeah. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Thank, thank you. I, just, thank you. I knew everyone else no, was no, going to no. say think that. I, I had really, to address it. I really appreciate okay. you not letting me look stupid for longer than five <laughs> seconds. Um, but... That is stuff that like when I tell you, hey, I I want to be engaged before I move in with someone. Mm-hmm. If I tell you that, that's something that I made a decision for myself for multiple reasons, whether yeah. it's like I that's my safety net, whether it's like it's that you're is, comfortable with. Yeah. And and for you to like push me past that. I, I think that is something to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely think if he's like, hey, this is not a big deal. This is stupid. Why are we waiting, waiting six months? Then, yeah. I think that's where you step up and say, hey, this to me could co- could possibly be a bigger thing because I'm letting you know the things that I am setting for myself and you're not respecting it. Yeah. So I don't think like it should have to come into this big old thing. But I do think... If you talk to him, he still is pushing you. He's making you feel pressured or diminishing what you want and Mm -hmm. making you feel stupid about your decision. That's where I think you need to have a bigger conversation with him. Yeah. I think we've gotten really desensitized to how serious it is to live with someone. Yeah. Um, They become your everything. You... You know, you were dating them for six years. Yes, your life was very much entwined. Obviously, that's a long time. But living together, that's very deeply intertwined. And if, God forbid, something happens and it doesn't end well, that will rip your heart apart. Like, you have completely mixed your life with his and separating that is a lot harder mm-hmm. than a simple breakup. Yeah. Um, so I do think it's very important to walk into that very carefully. I wouldn't just live with anyone. And I like that you're taking, that you set your goal where you feel comfortable and that you've made that very clear. So Taryn's right. I think if he shows any kind of, if he, sh- if he gives any kind of like sass to you for wanting to wait till you're engaged, like you told him forever ago, then there definitely needs to be some kind of conversation. Yeah. Cause then it's like, okay, well, and why are break. we waiting till December? Then propose now. Like, yeah. why am I moving my timeline? Uh, we're this whole timeline was so that you could graduate Yeah, because that was a goal you set for yourself. Yeah. So this is the standard I set for myself, but we're going to break mine and not yours. Like, yeah, if we're going to get engaged, like, why not do it now? Like, it could go both ways. So him asking you to break yours isn't fair. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do think like there's just multiple things that I think need to happen. And if that's the case, if he's like, hey, I I can't afford to get a place that like we would eventually live with or live in, then I feel like, okay, like. Maybe you move in with your family and get like a rental space. Like maybe you move in with a friend. Maybe you find somewhere that's kind of like not the best, but like does month to month. Like yeah. there's plenty of options, but I just think, I don't know. I get worried when I see people get in relationships and start bending so easily. There's a difference yeah. between compromise and bending. Yeah, Compromise is when you both have different like views, but it's like you find a middle ground, a middle ground. Yeah. because they're both areas that it's like, this is important to me, but also I want to meet you somewhere. And you're open to 
changing and bending a little bit, yes. but still holding strong to your core values but or whatever you those are. you saying like you've always said and you've communicated to him, hey, I don't want to move in with someone until I'm engaged. Mm-hmm. That's more than something to be compromised in yeah, my in my personal opinion. But so. I think that's also her opinion. I think yeah. she made it very clear like that is something that she wants to hold on to. And she's living with her friend. Like she doesn't want to. So there's, I mean, when I hear your story, I'm like, oh, this like, yeah, a conversation definitely needs to happen. Yeah. So I just think, I think I would go in, not accusatory, not like whatever, yeah. but just hear him Give out him and the just be like, the doubt. yeah, he just, could be, you know, a little slow and just didn't realize. Yeah. And be like, like hey, me, <laughs> we've, we've had this talk. This isn't a new thing. And I'm a little confused of what this change has been. Yeah. A clarification and conversation. I just, yeah. I just want to hear where you're coming from and also re-communicate where I'm coming from. just want to remind you. And then I would start slow, but if he starts, like I said, if he starts to be like, oh my God, it's six months, like dismissive, that's where you need to like yeah. step up. I agree. Um, I Oof. love I love this topic. I yeah. feel like we haven't talked about that specific situation. Um, so thank you so much for sharing. I'm sure so many people have been in similar situations yeah. and oh are gosh. sitting here going, oh wait, ooh. Please Please talk to him and write us back of how the conversation went. Yeah, we need, we need an update. I really need to know. Yeah. We need an update. I mean, I need to know updates on everything, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay, well, thank you so much for writing in, sending all the positive vibes. Commi- you got but this, baby honestly, girl. too, I would like, I would practice what you're going to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that helps me when I'm like, I'll drive in the car and I'll just turn the music down and I'll literally have the conversation out loud. <laughs> yeah. And it helps me so much because like I'll I'll try to like hear how I'm saying stuff or hear like certain phrases that like really resonated of like, yes, that's my most important thing I want to communicate. Yeah. And then it helps me to just like kind of fish through everything I'm going to say. And then I feel more prepared when I go in. Yes. So I, I don't 100% step agree. in and I'm like, oh, what do I say? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you got this. Everyone, ladies, gentlemen, everybody. Standards are important. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. I am going to go on to my story. This one is titled, Is It Worth It to Power Through? What is with us in like singing? We should should do the, um, you know, where it's like, you say a word and then you sing a song. <laughs> I feel like we'd be great at that. Uh, okay. You know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. <laughs> I'll show you later. Okay. It's on the TikTok. Okay. okay. The talk. The talk. Um, is it worth it to power through anxiety for a career? Huh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. That Honestly, good. maybe. I'm intrigued. Maybe not. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Okay. Hi, Taryn and Ash. I hope you are both doing well. I just wanted to start by saying that I love this pod so much. I listen to it every Monday, and I have also gotten my best friend hooked on it, too. You guys are seriously the coolest, and I think you are both so, so wise. Thank you for all that you do. First of all, you not only love us. Hype me up. You not only hype us up, but you're also spreading awareness of the pod. Uh Like, we love you. Listen. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen, Linda. You're our favorite. Don't tell anyone else. Yeah. Shh. Okay. Here's an intro to me. I'd like to stay anonymous. Your wishes are command. <laughs> um, I'm a sophomore in college studying mechanical engineering. Ooh, get a girl. I am, right. I am an Enneagram three through and through. Oof. Hello. Nice Which to meet like you. if if you know 
The Enneagram. Yeah, fun fact, Taryn and I love the Enneagram. It is a fun personality test that I find to be extremely accurate oh and gosh, a really so great accurate. tool. Obviously, this isn't science, but it's a really great tool to get to know uh, the people in your life a little bit better and how to yeah. live life more uh, efficiently with them and what yeah. they need and what they take. A three is a very driven, very powerful, very focused, very career-oriented, success-oriented yeah. person, um, and they tend to prioritize that over over everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know threes. I know a lot of free. I know a lot of freeze. I know, we know a lot, lot of freeze. freeze. Um, I love me some work and academic validation. So overachieving and working myself to death comes naturally. Anyways, on to my story. When I started college, I began to struggle with anxiety. I missed my dog and I was anxious about my career and my grades. Flash forward to this year, all those feelings from last year are amplified on top of the fact that I've taken too many credits and I'm trying to work three on-campus jobs. They're only five to 10 hours a week each. I know it's a lot, but they are such good opportunities for me to further my career and I couldn't say no. Which has made my anxiety worse. I've even started to feel a little depressed. There are days where I keep myself busy from the time I wake up to the time I go to sleep. So I just don't have to think because once I start to think, I feel horrible and want to move home. I keep telling myself I should be able to do it all and everyone around me is doing the same thing. So why has it been so hard? I call my mom practically every night and just cry about how much I want to move home and how hard it is. My mom is a therapist, so she is very much all about making sure I'm in a safe space and my mental health is a top priority of hers, which I really appreciate. I know I love that. We talked about a month ago about where I was at and how I need help with my anxiety and stress. I decided I would finish the semester and then take the next year off to focus on my mental health. I felt good about this decision for about two weeks. (laughs) And then the Enneagram 3 in me took over. I began to experience FOMO and criticize myself for needing to take a break. Why do I need a break? Everyone around me can do this. What will people think if I take a break? I'm a failure. I'm not good enough. I have to prove everyone and myself that I can do this. If I take a break, all these opportunities in my way will disappear and I'll miss out on so much. Girl a lot of negative Mm self-talk. I've let these thoughts take over the rational part of my brain and now I'm just confused on what to do. It feels like no matter what decision I make, I'll be anxious and disappointed. I really like my major. I'm having so much fun when I'm busy, but once I stop, I don't know what to do. On one hand, I know taking a break would be so beneficial to me because I could focus on my mental health and I would be less busy so I could start going to therapy. But I don't want to miss out on opportunities, let people down, or get behind. On the other hand, I could power through my junior year and continue my career, but I could possibly be just as anxious and stressed as I am right now or worse. This brings me to my questions. What advice do you have for me about how I can make the best decision? Should I really be considering taking a break or is it just worth it to power through my anxiety for my career? Anyways, love you too and I hope you're able to give me advice on this situation. Love, Anonymous. Wow. Deep breath. Honestly, I just yeah. felt like I needed to breathe after that too. I have, you know, it's, it's so hard because, like, I want to just, like, sit and ask you questions. Uh-huh. Like, to me, this type of scenario is, like, like when a friend comes to me with, like, this, I'm like, all right, like, let's get a list out. Like, let's brainstorm. Like, let's start going through things. Mm-hmm. So I feel like right now 
and I don't know if this is a three thing because I feel like I have this conversation with a lot of threes. Mm-hmm. Every problem is this massive, there's a red button and there's a blue button and you have to choose a button and once you push it, you can never return. Yeah. Like, that's it. That's the end. Like So dramatic. Deal with the consequences either yeah. way. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a very all or nothing with threes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like sometimes it's really helpful to sit with people who are like, what about like the yellow, purple, like yeah. teal? There's like, a lot of gray. There's so yeah. many other it doesn't buttons have to be here. black and white. Yeah. Because when I first read this, I was like, okay, why don't you take less units? Like, why don't you take like only do like one on campus job? Yeah. Like, why don't you like go to halftime and then do therapy, but you're still like involved in yeah. like progressing. Yeah, yeah. So so that's where I'm like I wish I was like in person and could talk to you about this anonymous because those would be the questions I'm Clarifying. asking. Yeah. Um because sometimes it's not as helpful for some people to like fully step aside and focus on mental health because they get very wrapped up in like I don't know what I'm doing and it it kind of spirals them more. Mm-hmm. So it just depends who you are. Like yeah. for me I could take a year off and focus on mental health and I would come out a butterfly Mm -hmm. for other people. Like, um, like we know Ashley's sister, one of my really good friends, ex Rumi, um, (laughs) she's a three when she takes breaks. It's not always the best thing for her because she doesn't physically know how to like fully take a break. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's always kind of works. So is still tired and didn't actually like make a full comeback. Yeah. So I think that there's multiple options and I feel like you need to sit with multiple people and just hear how they would handle a situation, have them ask you questions, write down lists. Like, I feel like there should be a big process because I don't know if the answer is just take a full year off or like drown yourself. Like I feel like there yeah. has to be a middle ground, no? Yeah, no, I completely agree. I had a similar obviously I, d- I had a similar situation in college. I transferred into a school where I had to minor in theology. It was my choice. Why? I don't know, but I did it. <laughs> I did and too. Biblical I transferred studies. <laughs> in. I transferred in halfway through. I had 2 years to complete my entire minor, mm-hmm. which meant I had to double up on all of my units like I had no choice but I was also working full-time and my parents weren't paying for school I was paying for school so I couldn't not work yeah um and you know I had like my car payment all those things and I remember being burnt out and not having enough mental capacity or physical capacity to do it but I was so close to the end and I had to sit down and be like this is not sustainable and this isn't okay for the future, but for these next like eight months. Yeah. I'm not breaking. Yeah. I'll sleep when I'm dead mentality. <laughs> like I was yeah. like, I can do that. And then like, then we'll take a break. Then we'll focus on it. But I knew that I could physically get through the very, that last year yeah. because I was like, I can, and I'm just going to buckle down and get it done. If you are at a breaking point and you don't see any, any way to like physically get through it. Cause sometimes you have to, um, then you have to downsize. Yeah. Is what it is. Um, if that means that you don't graduate 
at the end of your four years and you have to graduate the following semester, so be it. Like, it's not the end of the world. I think Nobody a lot of graduates people, college on time anymore anyways. Yeah, like, I think a lot of people have this idea that they have to do it within four years, mm-hmm. and that is not the case. Also, background, like, it took me a full six years to graduate college because I did community here. college yep. <laughs> before I was eligible to, like, come yeah. into the four year because I couldn't afford the four years. So I, I had to make school work for me yeah and there's nothing wrong with that so if that means you you push your grad day like a little bit that's totally fine and I I feel like and this is something that really resonates with my sister taking the time to take care of yourself now means that you'll be able to work more effectively in the future yeah and if what you're doing right now is producing half work are you really happy with that yeah. Because I bet the three and you hates that. Oh, yeah. And if you, especially if we're talking school, you don't want to be half grades. Yeah. So I would much rather, and I'm sure you would much rather, cut something out, take your time, and do it well. Yeah. Instead of having to, like, not successfully do something. No, yeah. I think, yeah, I think there is, like, this is a total, like, you... Not problem. I feel like that sounds weird. This is yeah. you problem. But it is this like is something you where you're gonna have to sit with yourself and be like, hey, like this is something what only do you I know feel? the answer to. Like that's what Ash did, and she was like, I can do this. So she yeah. did it. But not everyone can do that. Yeah. And there was a their... lot of social things I couldn't Yes. I went to a school that I had like no not a lot. I didn't have I had friends. I didn't have a lot of friends. Yeah. <laughs> because I didn't have time to pour into Fully. friendships at school or or go to like school events because I was working. So it was like yeah. I had to drop something and the social aspect of college was it for me. Yeah. I was like, "No, nah, I need the money." No, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely I would definitely just feel it out. Like mm-hmm. maybe a semester off, like maybe um I go home for a semester and I do online classes. Like maybe I like whatever it is, I would definitely like explore all of your options. Mm-hmm. Like if it literally is just like I'm curious how far you live from school to home. Cause if it's that, like maybe like weekends you go home and you like do like work from home or like whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Or Maybe that college isn't meant for you. Like, maybe you need to find a college that's closer to your home. And, like, you know, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's hard for me to give, like, concrete advice because I think there's so many options out there. So I would literally just start to interview all your friends and family and find out what can I do. But no matter what it is, it sounds like you really need to focus on prioritizing your mental health. Like, you got to get into therapy. You got to get a relaxing hobby, like you've got to get like some time in your schedule, whatever it is, you can't continue to just go and hope that your anxiety goes away. Like you have to like do something about it. If you don't take care of it now, it'll come back with a vengeance and take over everything. Yes. Like it'll, it'll bleed into friendships. It'll breed it. Obviously your career, it'll bleed into relationships. Um, it'll take over everything. So it's, it's really important that you prioritize that now before it becomes too big and out of control. Yeah. No, for sure. But yeah, so that would be my advice. I mean, I I hear how much anxiety you have, but I would have that much anxiety too if my options were like that vastly different. Yeah. So I think you just need to really feel it out. Um, If you end up taking a year off, then like take the year off and Purposefully. like don't sit there being like oh my gosh my career is going behind like my schooling's going behind so many people do it and mm-hmm. there's not a right or wrong way to do like your path like yeah. it's your path yeah. so take the pressure off no matter what decision you make like 
take the pressure off of yourself. Like you're going to do it. If you have to go to school an extra year, well, so did all of us. So yeah, it'll be okay. Yeah. You know, you'll survive. Um, but that would be like, I guess my advice for this, but I feel like hopefully you hear this and you just take a deep breath and are like, okay, <laughs> yeah, I can do this. Like mm-hmm. I got this. I'll figure it out. Um, but there's lots of people I feel like in your shoes too. Yeah. Oh, it's so common. I took yeah. a year off. I was scared at first and then I loved it. Yeah. And I came back and was like, okay, I'm going to finish school. No, I'm ready. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I needed, I needed to clear my head. It yeah. So no, necessary. For sure. for sure. Well, thank you so much anonymous for writing in. Um, we're wishing you the best of luck. You got this. And, um, everyone listening, make sure to send in your stories uh, follow us on Instagram and all the things because mm-hmm. that's where we, you know, because we're fun get to like hang out with you guys. <laughs> Ash, can I say a dad joke that I know is like so stupid? I mean, I guess depending on who is listening, <laughs> all of them are what? stupid, but this one's so stupid, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> okay, anyways. let's just do it. Let's do it. What did the zero say to the eight? That belt looks good on you. Oh. <laughs> you mean sash? <laughs> what? No, the belt. Oh, an it cinches is... it in. Oh, got it, got it. What got would it. sash mean? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm convinced that mm, 30% of the time, you answer end. as if you know what I'm talking about, yeah. but you weren't really paying attention, but like you get away with it. Like, I, I think we're having a conversation, but you're like, yeah, oh, I, yeah. I had a picture in my head that was so wrong. <laughs> it was so wrong. But yeah, that's so yeah. good. That's really good. <laughs> wow, guys. If you made it all the way to the dad joke, we love you the mostest. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Again, like Taryn said, if you're sitting on a story that you want some advice on or you just want to share a story with us, either way, go ahead and take the time and write it out to us and send it over to us because we want to read it and our listeners would love to hear it. Yeah. Um, we love you guys so much and we'll talk to you in the next episode. Love Coming you. Out Monday. Love Bye. you. Bye. Bye.